Owen, I'm telling you, this is so exciting to have you on, joining us uh, all the way from the UK, my friend. How's everything going, man? Everything's going really, really well. Getting very excited. We're coming over to the States in about a week's time. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, let's talk about that. You're coming over here to the States, uh, going to be touring, uh, doing some shows uh, with uh, you know, with Brian Wilson. Um, how exciting is that? This is going to be such a cool deal. Um, talk about how you know exciting it's going to be to come over here do this tour with Brian. And kind of what's your connection with Brian? I mean, obviously, um, I'm sure you've known him over the years. The Beach Boys, uh, obviously huge around the same time as the Zombies. But just talk about your connection to Brian and how exciting it is uh, doing this tour together. Absolutely. Well, we did play with the Beach Boys in the 60s. Sadly, Brian had already retired from touring at that point. Yeah. So I, did, I didn't meet Brian, actually, until um, the early 2000s, uh, you know, um, you know, like, a, say, 15 or 16 years ago, I met Brian. I'm a huge fan of his work. Of course, the Beach Boys are one of the most important um, uh, contemporary bands, you know, from the 60s onwards. They, they just were such an important band with some of their classic albums, and they, they were driven by the writing, arranging, and production of Brian Wilson. He is a huge, iconic star, and, and I'm really thrilled to be uh, on the same bill as him and to be opening for his band. And Actually, we know quite a few of the guys in his band as well. They're a wonderful band, and I think that there's going to be a great feeling of camaraderie backstage. I think it's, it's going to be a really exciting tour, but also a great fun tour as well. Well, and what a treat for the fans to be able, and I believe Al Jardine uh, is going to be touring here with Brian this summer, which is amazing, uh, another original Beach Boys member, and to have you guys out there and the, the, the hits and the songs, it's just such a such a staple of the time. It's going to be awesome to have you guys here, but that, that doesn't end there for you guys, Colin, because you guys are going to be going on some cruises too. You've got the uh, Flower Power Cruise with the Hollies, the Turtles, uh, Herman's Hermits. Uh, the, do, you, do you guys like doing the cruises? I mean, those are becoming more popular. Uh, are those kind of a fun kind of a fun time for you kind of a different uh different format but it's uh, it's got to be fun for you and the fans it really has because well actually we're doing two cruises next year because we're doing one called on the blue which started off as a, a moody blues headlining the tour um but last year and this year it's just justin haywood is is the, the headline act really and then um we're doing that tour with him but we're also as you as you just said we're doing the flower power tour as well and it's very interesting for us because when you do these music-themed tours, firstly, you're on a huge ship. I mean, it's like a, a sailing city. It's absolutely huge. Um, there's music from 12 till 12 if you want it. But because the ships are so big, if you want a, a period of, of peace and quiet, of course, you can find that as well. But from our point of view, it's one of those rare opportunities where we're actually living with our audience. When uh, the On the Blue uh, cruise that we're doing is for seven days. So we will be living with the audience. We'll have breakfast with the audience. We'll spend the day with anyone who's walking around who's not actually in a concert. We'll spend time with them. And I think it's interesting for the audience as well because they get to know all the bands on, on all these cruises. There are many music-themed cruises. But they really get to know the bands because they're living with them. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, Colin, we, you know, we can't go any further without mentioning a uh, big congratulations to you and to the zombies for being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 
here in 2019. Um, just talk about that because you guys have been nominated, I think, four, four or five times in the past. It finally happened this year. March 29th, you guys went in. Just kind of what were the emotions surrounding that? And now that you've had a few months to kind of look back on it, you know, what was that kind of like for you guys? And just, uh, it just must be an amazing feeling for you and for and for the zombie fans. It's really for the fans as well, isn't it? Well, absolutely. You know, uh, indeed, in the public vote, we got 328,000 votes from the public um, to support us. And the public vote takes place over a period of months. It's never going to happen. We're not going to be inducted. And then to finally be inducted, it was, it was so exciting. Um, as I just said, firstly, after the support from all our wonderful fans, but then to get the recognition from our peer group, from our fellow musicians, to just to show that they have been following what we've done and they do appreciate, to some extent, what we've been doing as well. It, that's a great lift for an artist to get that recognition from the from their fellow artists. It's absolutely wonderful. And of course, the crowning glory was the ceremony at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn yeah. in front of 17,000 people and um, wonderful acts, Def Leppard, Janet Jackson, Roxy Music, Radiohead, The Cure, uh, Stevie Nicks. All these wonderful acts were all inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And a highlight for me was Susanna Hoss from the Bangles um, made the induction speech for the Zombies. And she gave such a wonderful speech, incredibly emotional. I mean, there wasn't a dry eye around the whole hall when she'd finished and she spoke so well and um, and then eventually we went to the stage we were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and we sang three or four songs it was great fun and what a what a perfect evening it was absolutely wonderful I'm so happy for you guys and congratulations again Colin it's just amazing and you know it's funny when you look at uh, you guys going in it, it, it kind of makes you look at artists that maybe aren't in that, that could be in you think about um, I think Dave Clark Five went in about ten years ago, and then you have Tommy James and the Shondells and Herman's Hermits that still aren't in. It's just kind of crazy to think that because to me both those acts should absolutely be in there. What are your thoughts on on those two? Well, I, I think this is always going to happen because they only induct five or six, and actually this year I think they inducted seven acts. There are always going to be yeah. worthy acts that haven't that haven't been inducted, but I think. You know, like us, uh, everyone just has to be patient, and I'm sure that most acts will will be inducted. That you know, everyone knows who the ones are that should be inducted. Um, I'm sure they will eventually be inducted. It, uh, there, uh, there is a degree of luck involved in all this uh, to to finally get that recognition. But I like to think that all the ones who truly deserve it will get it in the end. And I just hope that they can be patient in the meantime while they're waiting. It's not easy, of course. Everyone wants to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but um, hopefully they can, you know, they can wait with hope and patience, and they'll be rewarded in the same way that we were. Yes, uh, very well said. And you know, talk about how important um, you know the last fifteen years or so have been uh, for you and the Zombies, because uh, I mean, obviously, uh, after your initial uh, run in the United States and coming over and, and having hits early in your career, uh, you know, the, the band kind of parted ways. You you did a, a lot of other things. You had a solo career. You were with Alan Parsons Project. But the last fifteen years to kind of reform the Zombies and to be out there and still playing these songs and to have made an album together back in two thousand fifteen, which has still got that hunger. 
How important do you think that the last 15 years has been for you guys, uh, just visibility-wise, and maybe even getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Kind of, uh, you know, that couldn't have hurt either. Of course not. Um, well, I, you know, originally I got back together again with Rod Argent, uh, who was the original keyboard player in the Zombies. Now, we've worked together over the years, usually with him producing my solo albums, which have been quite successful uh, chart-wise in the UK and in Europe. Sadly, they've never been successful in the States, but that's what I've been doing over the last few years. And then I got together with Rod, and we thought we originally we were just going to play six concerts for fun, and we enjoyed it so much. See, you, you can't make plans in this life because it was six concerts, and now here we are 20 years later, and we enjoyed it so much we just kept playing, and gradually we started extend, extending what was in the first place quite a small fan base until now we can play all around the world, but especially in America. We love to come back and play in America. Um, and we're playing, the mu- you know, we're playing the music we love. I'm traveling with my mates, with my pals. Um, what could be better? It's, it's just a wonderful adventure, and it's so unexpected because from just those six dates, I thought that was it. It was going to end. And now here we are nearly 20 years later, just having a wonderful sort of resurgence of interest in the zombies repertoire. And when we first got back together again, we didn't realize how much interest worldwide there is in the zombies. We were really taken by surprise. When we first played together, we didn't use the name the zombies. We didn't play many zombie tunes. We've both had solo careers. And we were playing music, but we've done more recently. And, uh, we were just amazed at the, the interest there was in the zombies. So gradually we played more and more zombie tunes because we were encouraged to do it. And then after about seven or eight years, we thought, listen, we're playing a zombie concert. We might as well <laughs> call ourselves the zombies. That's what we're doing. And we talked it through with the other surviving original members who gave it their blessing. And so it took us seven or eight years, but... We, I suppose we reformed the zombies in a way. It was never our intention to do that. But, um, yeah, the zombies ride again. And <laughs> here we are. It's, it's even more thrilling because it's so unexpected, the success that we've had. And uh, we both really, really appreciate it that at this time in our lives, we're able to go out and play the music we love and just have a great time. Well, could you have foreseen anything like this? I mean, kind of joining uh, the zombies around 1962 and the British invasion, coming to America, kind of the foundations of, of rock and roll music. For back then, could you have even foreseen yourself uh, in this position uh, in, at this point in your life? Because And, and it says so much about the music that, uh, that, that Peter Noon and Herman's Hermits can still go out there, that the Beach Boys are still a viable act, that they still go out there. The Tommy James, who I just saw and he just had on this show, it, it says so much about the music that you guys created that you can still do this at this point in your lives, and could you have ever foreseen that, uh, you know, back in your uh, teenage years and early 20s? Well, absolutely not. I mean, when the band first came together, we we all, we, the, the, the common link is we all went to school in a, a, a quite a small town called St. Albans. It's about 25 miles north of London. And I couldn't see us playing outside of that town when we first started. Or, or just, you know, the... A, a, a sort of a 10-mile radius or something like that. I thought this was just for fun, and we would just play locally, but gradually, back in the 60s, we built up a fan base. We won a big rock and roll competition, which led to a record deal. And 
we made a record. I, I wasn't expecting any of this. And that first record was called She's Not There. And it went to number one in Cashbox in the States, but number two or number three in Billboard. And it was a huge hit. None of that was expected. So, it, you know, even just the first few years took me by surprise. But to think that 50 years later, we're still playing live to huge audiences and still making records. And our last album got into the Billboard Top 100. Um, and none of this was expected at all. <laughs> it's, all it's all been a constant surprise to me. It's been great. Oh, it really has. And I, yeah, I'm just so happy for the success. This is the kind of music, you know, I'm 35 years old, Colin, but I, I grew up on this music. You know, my dad showed me all these bands and it just has always been such a inspiration to me. And I'm such a huge fan. You know, now as we go back to kind of the genesis, you talked about not being sure that you'd ever play outside of your own town. Talk about what it was like coming to America for the first time. Do you have any stories or anything that uh, happened that first time you came over? I know a lot of bands were doing it at that time. What was it like back then for you guys? Well, I was. I think we were. We were slightly intimidated because, for us, we worshipped the rock and roll greats, and they were all American. When you think back to Chuck Berry and Little Richard and Elvis, these were the people that motivated us to play music and to form a band. So we were coming to the home of rock and roll. We were coming to the home of rhythm and blues and the blues. This is where, to us, all the great artists. Had, had played and, and written their music in the States. So we were we were a little bit on edge about coming over because uh, we just hoped that we would, you know, we would be good enough. But we played, when we first came over, we actually had the national number one record when we arrived. And we played a show in New York called the Murray the K Show. He was a very uh, important, influential DJ who put these Christmas shows together at the Brooklyn Fox. And he would have 15 or 16 acts on the bill. And you would only play one or two songs. But of course, with 15 or 16 acts, that's like 30 songs. <laughs> the show lasts quite a long time, even with you only doing one or two songs. And um, so we arrived and we were, to, we were apprehensive as to how the American audience would respond to us. And of course, how the American artists would respond to us. But they were absolutely fantastic, both audience and artists. We opened on Christmas Day in 1964 and the first show was at eight o'clock in the morning and we played five or six shows during the day but of course we only played two songs but we had to be there the whole time and backstage it was a wonderful camaraderie because everyone was away from home over christmas because this show went on for 10 days starting on christmas day and uh, there was it was a really great feeling backstage and we made some very firm solid friends uh on that first trip to america and of course since then we've been coming back regularly and and now this incarnation of the zombies we always seem to come at least three times a year to the states we play in the states more than we play in the uk it's a, it's a wow. kind of a strange story really but for the last 10 or 15 years we've been coming three times a year and really loving it well, we can't wait uh, to catch you guys out here on this tour. I think for myself, I'm going to hit the Vegas gig on on uh, August 31st because, you know, I always need an excuse to go out there. So I'm going to check you guys out there. Um, call on the website for anyone that wants to check out the tour dates. It's thezombiesmusic.com. You can get all the information on, on the news and the tour dates. Colin, I tell you what, this means the world to us. I can't thank you enough for taking the time and, and joining us kind of later in the evening there in the UK and uh, coming on to talk with us today. It's been such a pleasure. 
been great to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And, of course, uh, I hope all your listeners will come into this place. It's going to be a really great show. We're really looking forward to coming over, coming over to the States and playing for all you guys again. Really looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Colin. Take care, my friend. Okay, mate. All the best. Bye.